0: Some audio issues on my side of things, but uh, who cares? Fun conversation with Weston Lee Blankenberger, an old uh, partner of crime of mine in radio, uh, catching up on the good times with this podcast, plus uh, what he's been up to, all things streaming-related, why he's not into Star Wars, plus some stuff relating to Mike Tyson, Dave Chappelle, and the late-great Norm MacDonald. Uh, Speaking of late-great, earlier this week, just a few days back, prior to this recording, Fred Ward... One of those, hey, I know that kind of guy, guys, in acting. Passed away at the age of 79. Slight Hoosier connection uh, because he did play uh, Indiana-born Gus Grissom in The Right Stuff. He was also in some other movies such as The Adventure of Remo Williams. But I think he's more known for being uh, the partner of crime to Kevin Bacon in the movie Tremors. And that was a fun movie. And even that there wasn't, like, uh, giant man-eating worms in that movie, it was just two hours of uh, Fred Ward and Kevin Bacon in the desert working crap jobs, complaining about the heat, complaining about the crap pay, compa- complaining about women. It would have still been a fun movie. I would watch watched two hours of those guys just drinking beer and uh, shooting the bull. But uh, RIP to one Fred Ward, and without further ado, let's roll. Somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, yes, thank you very much, Mr. Rob Roop. Welcome all, Mike with you. Uh, Weston Lee Blankenberger, guest host this go-around. How you doing, sir? Real good. How about yourself? Not bad. Not bad. Uh, And uh, we... Still having some audio trouble, but at least you and I can hear each other. We can kind of see each other too, as uh, as we do this here on a Sunday afternoon. And uh, thank thank you, and not giving me a crap about the way I look right now because uh, I just got in for mowing two sets of yards. So. Well,
1: I just actually woke up from a nap, and this is my uh, Sunday afternoon attire. Um, so no, uh, you know you get to be this age, Mike, and uh, you just. Mm-hmm. Stop caring about what you you look like. A lot of time.
0: <laughs> yeah. You figure I've lived this long. Who do I have to impress, right? <laughs> Especially on the weekends
1: when you're at home doing nothing.
0: So exactly, or doing something, and you're just like, again, who am I going to impress, right? Well, I mean, for me, I had a late night
1: last night with the Bobcats game, uh, which was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So I get in from that, and I you know can't go to sleep right away, so I stay up you know till about. 31 o'clock. So yeah. slept a nap. You know, it's Sunday.
0: Well, you actually, uh, you actually went to bed earlier than I did. I actually went to bed around two a.m. and I felt that uh, I stayed up watching Netflix and mm. just to show you how exciting my life is. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, Bobcats, Kokomo Bobcats. Uh, you do the games for them. What exactly are the Kokomo Bobcats for those not familiar with the franchise?
1: Yeah, they're in their second year. Uh, they're a, a semi-professional uh, basketball team uh, that plays in uh, the TBL, and that stands for the Basketball League. So, a lot of creativity on creating that. Yeah, uh, basically, to the point. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, they've been here, um, and we're coached by Cliff Levingston, who played for the Bulls in the early '90s, won a few championships with them, played with Michael Jordan. Okay. Yeah, so um, it's the real deal. They play at Memorial Gymnasium, which is where Como High School plays their games. Um, and we've got a DJ. We've got a drum line. Um, we, it, they're broadcasting on a live stream um, via video and audio. Um, and Chris Lowry, um, here in town, um, does a lot of the local sports. He's a sports director at a local radio station. Um, mm-hmm. He does a live stream for them. Um, and I volunteered uh, my time this year to help him out because, you know, calling, a, a a any game for that matter by yourself without having someone to bounce ideas off of right is not very interesting. And it can be exhausting if you're the only one doing the talking. So, right. uh, we, uh, I have helped him out this year. We had our last home game. we only do the home games. Um, that last night and we won on the last second three-point buzzer beater and that place was packed and it they it exploded so it was a lot of energy too so
0: yeah and you know and this is you know a smaller team you know kokomo being a smaller town but like memorial gym is a very decent-sized high school gymnasium so Mm -hmm. to have that act i mean that's saying something Yeah, I I would guess we probably had
1: close to a 1,000 people there. Um, I mean, it sits technically like 5,200 or something, Um, but it was probably the most well-attended game of the year, and it's weird how they do their schedules. Like, their first five games were on the road, and then they play a cluster of games, like, in the month of April, uh, early May, uh, at home, and their last five games of the year are going to be on the road, so they kind of block it off like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's only... Month season too. So it's uh this is really a league that uh and they get paid too. They're they're paid players. Um, and this is really a league that helps people get to that G-League level to eventually right. get to the the league, as they say, the association. Mm-hmm. Uh and we actually one of our players, uh, his name is Derek Hawthorne. Uh, they call him Hawk. Um, he was not at last night's game. He's our leading scorer, probably our best all-around player. He actually had a uh, tryout uh, for some of the NBA teams and was not at the game last night, and I don't think he's going to be at the game today. They're actually in mission. So. Okay.
0: Now, now you say that uh, the block off out, and, I, and what came to mind was with at least last year up here, we got a double-A baseball team, the Fort Wayne Tittencaps. Uh, was that because of uh, COVID, the way the uh, schedule's blocked off? Because I know last year they did, like, Okay, seven games at home, seven games on the road, seven games at home. Like it was, it was kind of weird, you know. It was, it was almost too structured. I guess is what I'm saying. That that had nothing to do with COVID, did it? Uh, I
1: don't think so. Um, because we were just coming out of COVID, you know, last year or thought we were. I guess I don't know when they yeah. their first. <laughs> Um, I think for, I know I've heard rumblings and, and talk um, from the Bobcats perspective. It was a budgetary thing um, right. where, because they, the first season, they were kind of like all over the place, you know, and um, they even made a trip out to California, which from what I understand was a very expensive trip um, oh, yeah, you know, for the ownership and the team and stuff like that. So um, I think they block it off like that. Maybe a scheduling thing too. Um, to kind of know it's easier to keep track of things. And certainly, you know, if you know you're going to be on the road for any stretch of time, you can, you know, plan your hotel visits. Are you there? Are you there? Can you hear me?
0: Yeah. just We had kind of like a weird, uh, delay echo thing going. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's not you, man. It's, uh, it's uh, sprint or Verizon or whoever the hell. So <laughs> blame the technology. Ah, well, that's what I've been doing the last few weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Now, I mean, you're doing basketball here, uh, but uh, I mean, uh, we know each other because back in uh, actually 15 years ago this month, you and I started working together uh, down at uh, WZWZ Kokomo, Z92.5 Radio Ranch, just off 26th. Yeah, it was uh, 2006. Um, I had just graduated college. Oh, wait, that's uh, 16 years ago. I'm, I'm really bad with math. Go on.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, um, it's, can you believe that? 16 years.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, man, I, and even, like, pic- pictures I look at myself, like, just a couple of years ago, I mean, I had a full-on, like, beard that was, like, thick and brown, but now, like, the whites are starting to come out, and I feel like an old man now, but fresh out of college. Yeah, I was an afternoon news reporter, and uh, you were the... Uh, Um, the afternoon DJ taking us home, the ride home, Mike Turner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, that, that was, i look back on that, man. That was a lot of fun. I mean, if I could still be in radio today and make what I make now, I would do it in a heartbeat. I mean, radio is one of the funnest jobs that you can have and do. Um, and we, we've had a lot of laughs, um, over the years when we worked together, remember the, uh, the time we were running the morning show on the AM station. Oh, God.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, for a week, you and I were like the team up for uh, uh, when Rob Roop was on vacation, and uh, I'm sure there were some complaints, but go on.
1: Oh, um, absolutely. Um, you know, and then I think, I mean, there's so many funny moments that we've had together over the years, but um, one of the funniest moments, and I still think of it to this day, whenever a wind advisory was, is issued, is... Um, we were uh, we were coming off a of blizzard, and like, I think we yeah. paid the night at the station because we weren't going to be able to make it in, you know, on our normal, you know, when we come in time. Um, and uh, we had so many warnings, watches, school cancellations, all these alerts coming through. And it was kind of like the calm after the storm, and I'm sitting in the newsroom, and you walk in, and you go, Wes, I don't want to alarm you, but there's a wind advisory in effect. <laughs>
0: I just because just, like when you go through crap like that, when you're when you're working at a small town uh, radio station in the Midwest, you get inundated with you know weather alerts, weather advisories, school business closings and all that, and you're just haggard, you're tired. And I saw you were tired. And we oh. had all this we had like maybe 14 inches of snow on the frigging ground. And then they're like mm-hmm. wind advisor. I'm like, well, it can't be that bad, but let's see how Wes reacts. And you right. just broke down hysterics. I mean, uh, you know, to me, because
1: I remember uh, I had my laptop and I was watching movies because we had to stay overnight to, like, monitor things, too. Um, But we weren't monitoring much because it hadn't happened
0: yet. Um, Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, uh, you and I were there, like, at 10 in the evening. But, like, the bulk, like, it didn't really start until maybe 2, and the worst of it probably didn't start happening until, like, 5 or 6. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I remember, um, you know, Alan and Amber at the time. I don't when they got there, maybe three thirty, four o'clock. I I don't know. I had I I remember waking up in the the green room on the couch, having slept, and it was like nine thirty. Like the whole entire morning show had happened, and I just my body gave out. I couldn't I couldn't do yeah. it, anymore, you know, because um, we were supposed to be there to help too, to like hand in. That's back when like they still called in for school delays yeah. and stuff, you know. Um, before websites, if you can believe that, and back in 2006, 2007. So, um, another funny moment, I remember um, when I would do my newscast, I would have sound bites and I would give you the, the cart numbers to plug into the computer. And yeah. um, there was one story, there was like two or three sound bites included in it. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, whenever I would get to that point where I needed it to play, I would point at you right. and then hit the button, and it was kept playing a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I, like fe- pulled the fader down and i'm like all right and kind of just went through the you know the the uh, the rest of the story we go uh, to this soundbite um yeah. and it, you hit it and fade it back up it's still the same commercial <laughs> <laughs> we go to the third one daily technology <laughs> it's the same it's the same commercial and like, by that time we're done with sound bites, and I just finished the story and I'm moving on to the next one, I take the paper and, you know, whatever, and pull the side and go to the next story. And I look up and I see your back is turned. And the only thing I can see is your <laughs> head, your hand and your shoulders just going up and down because you were trying to contain the laughter. That I it was. <laughs> and I, I see that and I'm like, oh, man, I got to be serious. I got to be serious. <laughs>
0: And that's what cost you the gig at CNN. <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that that was back in the day when, you know, again, radio used to be kind of fun. But you still do uh streaming stuff with uh Chris Lowry. And by the way, uh when you see Chris next, I'm uh Mazel Tov. congrats, uh the whole nine, on his uh on his uh next baby son being born here soon. Yeah yeah
1: um, he, he was telling me about it last night and they're excited and you know all like I said my friend we were talking before um, we started recording you know a lot of my friends have younger kids now under the age of five and the horror stories that I hear from them it's the best birth control you can imagine uh, <laughs> I, I can't see myself doing that and going uh, um, yeah not at least sober anyway so well
0: you're, oh, Wow. <laughs> yeah, if you do it drunk, you're going to end up on the news, Wes. <laughs> no. Not very flattering. But, you no. know, here's when I when you get me deep into the kids stuff, man, the, the thing to remember is, you know, poopy diapers aren't bad. Beware of vomit and anything embarrassing they do now. You can tell their friends in about 10, 15 years. Well, that's
1: consolation, I guess.
0: That's, it's, it's you know, you, you have to you have to make this stuff. <laughs> <Right. So. laughs> Now, uh, something I did with my boy last night, Logan, he, uh, he just turned one recently, um, and I was sitting in the chair with him, and we watched the first episode of The Mandalorian. I've already seen this series because I'm geeky about that stuff, but as we're watching it, I'm thinking back, well, you know, a few, was about a week and a half ago, it was May the 4th, and it, it sounds like you have a speech impediment when you say it, um, May the 4th be with you, Star Wars Day. And I always know when it's May the 4th because other Star Wars geeks will post Star Wars stuff and then you will be on Facebook going, yep, still haven't seen it. I haven't. Is, have is there a reason why? Is there like a fatwa against uh, Star
1: Wars here? Is it, it's When I saw you sent me some topics, um, I was like, well, this is going to be funny because we just had May the 4th and I made yeah. that. Uh, and I do it every year uh, because I still right. Star Wars. And a lot of people look at me like I just murdered someone in cold blood. Um, and one of my yeah, we, have okay. <laughs> we have uh, we have a group chat at work and um, where we communicate with each other because we sometimes work remote. And um, one of my co-workers had screenshot of that and put it in the group chat as a picture. Oh, hell. I we only have a staff of about seven or eight people, but I was shamed. Demonished as a human being, and I can't tell you—I was shook, Mike. Um, I literally shaking. I, I the things they said to me—they um, told me to grow up um, and they, <laughs> <laughs> grow up, up, non-geek. Yeah. So, um, and uh, it, it was one of those things where. Um, I was like, look, here's the deal. And I've always told this people if you love Star Wars, that is awesome. Okay. Mm. I, I I'm sure it's great. Um, I've just for whatever reason growing up, it wasn't something that appealed to me mm. um child, you know, and to, to get into and to watch. And I think the reason being is because I kind of followed my brothers. I'm the youngest of three. Okay, and, um, <clears throat> they never got into it. I did the things that they were into because I looked up to that them. Makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you want to get like child psychology behind it, that may be a reason, but I will tell you like four or five years ago, my buddy um, had the entire Blu-ray collection of star Wars at the time, everything that had been released, bada boom, we had it all right. in one, like a seven or eight disc set, whatever it was. And he's like, I just want you to try it. It was almost like an intervention type thing. He handed it to me, and it was like... He locked
0: this. you in a room.
1: Yeah, like and so it was a rainy Saturday, and I was like, all right, let's 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 give this a shot. So, popped it in. I got maybe like 15 to 30 seconds into it, and I was like, nope.
0: Which one was it? Do you recall? It, I believe it was
1: the first one, and that's another thing, too. From what I understand, if you... Star Wars, like the third one is actually the first one, and the first yeah. one the actual first one. The fourth one, one is, yeah. So yeah, and that to me is confusing. It's almost like the prequel with like The Fast and the Furious. Like the 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 third one actually happened before the all
0: uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The so, the, the but, legend is like when Lucas wrote this, possibly high. Um <laughs> uh you know, you know it was a nine-part saga. But there was obviously not enough money because he was an unknown at the time. I mean, American Graffiti was his big movie up to that point. And, you know, it's iconic in its own way. So instead of, like, making this whole big saga, you know, four, five, six, you know, A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, it makes a buttload of money. And, of course, you know, VHS and DVD. And he's like, well, hey, maybe I can go back to the original stuff. The thing is, and I say this as a Star Wars fan outside of the original trilogy and maybe outside of the Mandalorian, a lot of it's just filler and your, 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 your uh, fellow employees are probably going to ridicule me now. Um, Cause the prequels were just CGI diarrhea and the latest ones just, it, there was just no connection. I mean, you have iconic characters with the, the original trilogy, you know, four, five and six of those playing along at home, but everything else, it just, it feels like a money grab. So I, I, if, if you started out with The Phantom Menace as your intro to Star Wars, I could totally understand why you would stop.
1: <laughs> yeah. the From what I remember, the um, the first one I watched was that, that uh, iconic script rolling up the screen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, a couple of things with that first one. And I watched, you know, like I said, I mean, I say 15, 30 seconds. I maybe got like five, ten minutes into it. And it okay. just went but. Just felt. Yeah, it felt very short. Like, I, I, yeah, but OK, so if there's anything to this day that includes subtitles, I'm out because the reason I'm watching TV or a movie is to not have to work at anything. Like <laughs> I don't read. When right. I'm stuff, OK, um, occasional subtitles are fine. But if it's like an entire I think Narcos is a subtitle on Netflix. Yeah. Type of, and when Pretty people say, show. Yeah. I was I was out. I'm not going to watch it. Mm. Uh, And also with that early uh, uh, production value becomes an issue for me from an aesthetic standpoint. Um, If it looks hanky, I'm like, "Mm, I don't like it. Mm. And that's, you know, the same today with like bad acting or bad production. You know, you can tell it's a low budget film and you're like, "Mm, So there's a lot of things working against it you know, when I first started trying to watch it. Okay. Uh, and I just, I, I don't know. I mean, it for me, I respect Star Wars fans. I love the, their passion for it. It's okay. kind of like me in professional wrestling. I kind of get the same ridicule, like, from people that don't get professional wrestling or don't understand it. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, all fake and stuff. Well, of course I do. I'm not 12. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, yeah. so- Spiritually, you might be twelve, but intellectually, you, you kind of know some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So for people that aren't into professional wrestling, like I
1: don't sit there and you know admonish them and tell them to grow up. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because they don't get it. They don't get it. That's fine. I don't get Star Wars. I'm not saying I hate it. I just never right. seen it. I mean.
0: Yeah. And to be fair, like I probably have never seen one uh, one Harry Potter movie. Because like, like I they, haven't yet. Because, like, you know, pretty much all the pop culture stuff I grew up with, like, you know, that came when I was in college. And I know some college, pe- you know, people I went to school with that love Harry Potter. I just never got interested. In. And the one that I don't understand, and it has a sequel coming out, I think, later this year or next year, Avatar. Because yeah. I'd never seen it. It made a buttload of money. Nobody remembers seeing it. And there's a sequel coming out, and somehow it's break the trailer breaks in, breaks all these uh, streaming records, and I'm like, really? Because well, it's basically dances with Smurfs, right? Well, I, from what
1: I understand, uh, it, it is. You're you're spot on with that. Um, <laughs> but the the thing too with me, I'm weird. Like I rarely um, watch a show when it's actually still like live and in production. Uh, yeah, you know, I always like am on the uh, you know, a couple of seasons or a couple of years rather, after it's wrapped. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, like that was like with The Office. Um, I they had it had been over for like three or four years, and I just started watching it. Didn't watch it much when it was still in production. Uh, the Walking Dead is another show that I got into uh, very very late. I think there were four or five seasons in before I started watching it. Right. Um, so like I'm very late to the show and to the party on a lot of different, you know, shows and TV uh, programs because I I just, one, I don't have cable. um, Mm -hmm. I just do a lot of streaming stuff like Prime Video, Netflix, Peacock, you know, that kind of thing. Um, You know, so I I, I don't know, man. I just, I'm weird when it comes to watching stuff. Like, I'm not like, oh, it's Wednesday and The Office is coming on tonight. I can't wait. You know, never be.
0: Never. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like that too because like I didn't catch on to Breaking Bad until like a couple seasons after a couple of years after it was off the air and I watched it all the way through and I was just like well holy hell this is brilliant uh, Better Call Saul I watch every Monday night but that's because the creators behind Breaking Bad are mm-hmm. behind that show so I I give them they got a little more um, um, collateral with me they got a little more like okay they've done well by me before I give I'll give them a shot here. But, like, you hear about all these great shows, like, okay, like, a, a Game of Thrones where, like, everybody's into it, and then, like, the final season, all you heard was people bitching about the final mm-hmm. season, yeah. you know, and you're just like, do I really want to invest that much? Another one, like, Westworld, I watched the first season, I thought that was great, second one, man, third one, flaming garbage heap, man, just, like, <laughs> some shows just don't know how to keep going, or know when <laughs> to get off stage, so I, I totally get that. Yeah, um, and... Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to
1: say, too, uh, um, and this is a habit that's developed really over the last two or three years, and I blame it completely on the pandemic. Uh, because if you remember back you know, a couple years ago when this whole thing kicked off and we couldn't do anything, there was mm-hmm. so much to choose from. Uh, content-wise, from uh, a viewing standpoint, Netflix and all the other streaming services uh, that we you know, were privy to. And that's the only thing that we had to do or could do at the time. Right. Uh, and I, so like Ozark is a perfect example. I was like, I'm going to start Ozark because people say it's awesome. And I got like four or five episodes in. It got really dark. And I was like, I don't like I want to watch this anymore because this world is very depressing right now. I've <laughs> I've developed a commitment issue. I will start something strong, right? And I can bend shows with the best of them. right. But lately, I'll get into, you know, a show and I'm like, hmm, enough is for today. We'll put this away. Let's go do something else. And then I just never come back to it because I get into something else. Um, a show uh, that I've really kept up with for whatever reason, it's called Working Moms. Hilarious. I don't know if you've seen it or not on Netflix. So funny. It is not kid appropriate, uh, just so you know, going <laughs> into it. Um, but it is so funny. And it's it's like a comedy drama type thing. Um, and it's really good. I've kept up with that. Um, there's a couple other uh, shows that I've, you know, followed and seen all the way through. But I've got major commitment issues, for sure.
0: Just with tv shows right no not at all it's <laughs> many aspects of my life okay well <laughs> uh I, I think there's one thing you could commit to and that would be not to piss off mike tyson ever <laughs> all right so just to show you how stupid this idiot uh, a couple weeks back who got drunk and thought hey i'm going to annoy mike tyson and he gets the living crap beat out of him um was it san mateo uh county california I mean, this shows you how bass-ackwards this dude's thinking was when San Francisco doesn't even want to prosecute Mike Tyson for punching his lights out. Uh, I've probably been on a plane maybe six times in my life because I'm so well-traveled, but, like, (laughs) you know, it's, you know, how it is on a plane, man. It's cramped. Mm -hmm. You don't want to move. You just kind of want to, you know, try to relax, even though there's turbulence and all this other stuff. you don't want any more problems, and if I saw Mike Tyson on the same plane as me, uh, I would probably just smile, wave, and avert my eyes, because I fear for my life. You know? Oh. Yeah. Uh, I think really, I
1: mean, not just Mike Tyson, for sure, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going up to him, I'm not saying a thing. I I probably wouldn't even make eye contact, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, you don't know what kind, and this really applies for anybody, you don't know what kind of day they're having, and the Mm -hmm tiniest thing could set them off especially a guy like mike Tyson, who i don't think has much anger issues i i mean they i well, maybe i don't know
0: well it's 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 one of those things like you and i because we're both in indiana we know that he he does not have a good reputation in this state right he has done some bad things for sure he's gone to prison for these bad things but I can't fault him for punching the shit out of a dude for being stupid.
1: Well, and that's the thing. Like, maybe he had a bad day and, like, he just, like, he had enough of his crap and was like, hey, man, this is, I'm, I'm not going to deal with this. And bam, right. and knocks his lights out. And I, I'm the type of person that is kind of one of those things. I think it's an unwritten rule, even, like, just going to the bathroom um, and you're, you know, maybe like especially at a sports stadium where there's a lot of people in there and there's like a line to get in. So you're guaranteed you're going to have to pee next to somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the type of guy that I'm not going to strike up a conversation with the dude next to me. No, you just don't do that. And I feel like that's the thing on the plane. Like you get the, you know, the niceties out of the way, like, Hey, how are you doing? Great. No, oh, that's my seat. <laughs> but when we're like trapped in, you know, and like we're in the air, no talky talk. Okay. No. Don't talk to me. And, bring, and bring the ear—if you put earbuds in, they still talk to you. Right. Which baffles me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you should really check out. Um, I don't know. It's on Netflix. His name is Tom Segura.
0: He's a comedian. Yeah, I know Tom Segura. I mean, I don't know him personally, but yeah, I know him. Yeah.
1: So he does. A, he has a an, uh, the time. I don't know if you've heard this or not. Look it up um, when you get a chance. The time that he met Mike Tyson on a plane. Oh, hell. It is hilarious. I can uh, watch this now. Yeah, it's look, I mean, you could YouTube it, probably get the just the bit itself because it's the last, it's like his grand finale on his set of that particular Netflix special that he has. Um, so, yeah, just YouTube it. It's so funny when he talks about, um, you know, like him introducing himself and like the, the interaction that he had even after he got off the plane because uh, they were going, obviously, to the same city. Um, mm. the, the, so yeah, Tom Segura when he met Mike
0: Tyson. <laughs> so it probably, so it, it probably went off okay, considering he didn't get the crap knocked out of him.
1: Oh no, not at all. It, um, yeah, you'll have to watch it. It's they okay. Re- got his cell phone number. That's how I mean. It, after they got off the plane, they exchanged cell phone numbers, and like you're a regular guy, you know. And Tom Segura, um, more somewhat regular, he's probably got some, you know, fame. Okay. But um, no, um, and you get Mike Tyson's cell phone number. are, are you kidding me? I would literally pants if yeah. that. Happened. you know, like I mean, just call yeah. him up on Wednesday night, like, hey, Mike, how are you? You know
0: <laughs> Yeah. Now speaking of Netflix, um, uh, had the um, uh, Netflix is a joke um, comedy festival out in LA a couple of weeks ago. And you may have heard a little incident about uh, Dave Chappelle being tackled by that crazy dude, right? I saw that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, the guy, you know, the, the, the super criminal genius that tackled him had a knife concealed inside a fake gun because, you know, if you're going to hide a weapon, hide it in a fake weapon. I mean, uh, but what? I was reading <laughs> that uh, the security detail provided for Netflix as a joke was the same one, brace yourself. Uh, that provided the security for Travis Scotts Astroworld festival <laughs> normally I'm not a meeting guy but that's typical I mean next morning it's a Wednesday morning conference call okay guys how do we let Dave get tackled exactly I you have that is your
1: job like yeah. you don't have anything Else to do other than to make sure the guy you're protecting is safe at the end of the day. It's not like you're, you know, taking tickets and selling concessions on, you know, and then oh, we got to take turns and watch out on, you know, see who's going to tackle them on stage. Sort of. Yeah, thing. This is the only job you have. Like, how do right. you make it up? I mean, there's there have been instances we talked about professional wrestling where there have been crazy people um, that have hopped the the rail and got into the ring and wrestlers have gone on record several of them saying uh, you been to our office it's not going to be fake we're actually no. going to pummel you uh, until the security guard takes you away from us
0: i mean right. i mean and you're I mean, a big dude that learns to you know take hits give hits and i mean even if it's orchestrated you still have to feel some amount of pain right yeah and you know it, it shouldn't be in Jamie Fox's job description to break a dude's arm that's your job security guard you got to take care of business uh but uh, uh speaking of uh pro wrestling uh, you brought up you know how some fans get a little deranged did you ever uh, watch any of the bi- biography uh from last year with Roddy Roddy Piper
1: oh, every single one of them
0: <laughs> oh my god the stories he told about how oh. deranged stuff. and this and, and Roddy Roddy Piper was you know probably the shit talker of all professional wrestling i mean like he mm-hmm. would get under fans' skins you know, he had chairs tossed at him. He got stabbed. Mm-hmm. I mean, all sorts of crazy stuff.
1: Yeah. It's a weird world out there. It, I mean, especially in his time. I mean, he was, you know, late 70s, 80s, um, and mm-hmm. you know, the uh, security detail probably was probably some fat guy.
0: That's um, <laughs> probably just, they had Darnie Chappelle, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just like um, the paycheck, <laughs> sort of
1: thing, like. It's not like, you know, SWAT detail that you see today at a lot of these, you know, live events. And um, and to me, like, you have to catch the guy sleeping to be able to hop the rail and, you know, get in there and, you know, even get some, like, shots in. Like, uh, it's – to me, it it shouldn't happen. Um, And and I get it where, like, you know, people – it's, it's the same as someone coming into like doing like a an, like an office shooting or something like that or causing some kind of harm like you're going into that person's place of work business and acting like a jackass right mm-hmm. and disrupting things it's the same as you know uh, he yeah whatever beating he got behind you know backstage he deserved I mean yes like, yeah come on like wh- and what's the reason like yeah, as, as comedians and entertainers, they, you know, take a stance on things, they'll say things you may not agree with, but, you know, it's like that, that meme that you see on, on Facebook and social media where it says, I saw something I didn't agree with on, you know, Facebook. I kept on scrolling like an adult. Yeah. You know? I not have to do that, yeah.
0: Um, as, and uh, kind of keeping it in the realm of uh, Netflix, uh, Norm MacDonald, uh, who passed away, unfortunately, back in September... Mm. Uh, I thought he was always a great weekend update uh, anchor. And, like, you know, I based a lot of the stuff I would do kind of off of him, off of Dave Letterman. He has one more. This is going to be kind of a weird one. He has one more comedy special left. Uh, I guess he recorded this back in 2020 when uh, the pandemic was going on. And for, like, eight years, we you know, he was battling cancer. Nobody knew that he had cancer at the time. But in uh, 2020, he was going in for surgery, and he decided to record a stand-up special in his living room. He went into surgery. Things worked out. Unfortunately, a year later, things don't, didn't work out. Um, so at the end of the month, Netflix is going to release this living room comedy special with guys like Letterman, like Chappelle, who were friends with him, talking about it. But uh, <laughs> the, the name of the special, uh, Norm MacDonald picked out. Okay. And if you know anything about him, there's kind of like this uh, whatever, who cares type of thing, you know, because he's very dry, deadpan. Sure. The name of the special is uh, Norm MacDonald, nothing special. <laughs> it's and, so- I, and, and I told this to my wife. Yeah, that's the name of the special. She goes, really? Like, she thought I was making a bad joke about Norm MacDonald. I'm like, no, that's what he decided before he died. Yeah, Norm MacDonald, nothing special.
1: Yeah. He, he's definitely, um, an, an interesting, um, I'm going to be honest. Like I would, I, I like Norm Macdonald. I do. Yeah. Very, very talented. Um, his brand of comedy isn't my favorite. Mm-hmm. It being that dry delivery type of thing. Um, I like more of like a up and down, you know, emotion type of thing. And if you can, right. like, um, I think he's brilliant. I mean, he's like you said, weekend update, like, that brand of comedy on Weekend Update is perfect because you're like yeah. a newscaster. You're supposed to be serious, say things that are offending people or joking about people, and not cracking a smile and having that very bland, almost uh, Ben Stein type of delivery. Um, yeah. Bland is that, but uh, like from a standup perspective, it'll be interesting to see, um, yeah, exactly the
0: audience reaction.
1: Yeah, you know, type of thing. How that's gonna play out but uh yeah it, it, i don't know what it is this is kind of like sometimes it's like he, i've seen him on a couple of like comedy central roasts um and like the what like the jokes he did like were, i don't know if he was intending on it like being terrible like the like panned at the people in the audience and they're just like looking around at each other like what
0: yeah i don't know it's- if that's by design, but it was kind of like okay, Norm. What do you? I doing? think sometimes that is because, like, part of the fun is like sometimes the jokes land and they're great. Sometimes they don't, and it's just like, come on! Like he kind of looks at the audience and he goes, "What?" And like, like his reaction almost kind of carries it over, right? Um, but like, I will never forget, like my one of my favorite SNL jokes ever. Well, there, I actually have quite a few. Uh, like uh, it was after the OJ verdict where he was found not guilty. <laughs> and the first thing, there was no setup, nothing. And the first thing was just a picture of O.J. Simpson above Norm Macdonald. And he goes, it's now official. Murder is legal in the state of California. And it pissed off a lot of the brass at NBC because, uh, you know, some of these guys were golfing buddies with O.J. Simpson. And they were like, mm-hmm. well, you and that ultimately led to Norm being booted off uh, weekend update. And then he eventually left the show. Um, but what, I tell you what, he was kind of underrated at, uh, and I, we got a few, uh, more moments here, but like, uh, one of the things that he was, uh, underrated at was, um, uh, impersonations because everybody remembers him as Burt Reynolds from Celebrity Jeopardy, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Bob Dole, yes. Larry King. He did a great Larry King, but my favorite one was, uh, uh, they did a behind the scenes skit about Pulp Fiction and his Quentin Tarantino. Was one of the funniest things ever because, like, they had his head, you know, slick back, his hair slick back to make it look like he had a giant head. And he's just like, Well, you know, and like, you know, how Quentin Tarantino talks, he's right. got his hands flying. And, you know, if I stop moving my hands and my head and, I, and stop moving, I, I could die. You know, and he's just doing this and I'm losing my crap um, because of that. Uh, but uh, yeah, Norm McDonald, nothing special. I think May thirtieth on Netflix, and uh, we're, I think we kind of ran ran over a little bit, but uh, it's not like uh, they're going to boot me off the air anymore, so that's good. Right there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else uh, in the uh, realm of broadcasting on your air, on your end? Um, gosh. Um, you we uh were talking
1: before about some old pals we used to work with. Um, Jessica Green uh used to do the uh, um. Jackrabbits uh, on-field host MC duties. Yeah, um, in her new role, um, uh, she's not able to do that anymore. So yours truly will be at uh, Kokomo Municipal Stadium, uh, doing the hosting duties for the Kokomo Jackrabbits this year. So that starts right.
0: When's uh, when's the first game going to be for that? First home game is June first.
1: All right. All right. And uh, pretty excited about it. So uh, hopefully, it all works out. We can get it going and. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the big summer thing going on. I probably won't have a lot of time to do much else other than work and um, jackrabbits. So, well, uh.
0: just remember, man, sunscreen before the game, beer after, okay? <laughs> it's true, very true. You don't, you don't want to be in too much pain. Uh, Weston Lee Blankenberger, former uh, partner in radio, uh, thank you very much for uh, hanging out with me via yeah. Skype. And everybody else, we'll do it again next week. Until then, uh, stay fresh, cheesebags. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash M. Davidson Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.